Welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And my name is Bryce Rungy. I'm glad. You're glad. Well, I'm glad that you know that your name is Bryce Rungy. You know, because sometimes we, you know, you go, well, I'm Bryce. Rungy? So I'm glad, you know. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you don't know who you are. So. I used to question that a lot, Rod, actually. Who am I? Uh, Where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah. Wait a minute. What, what was that? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Wow. That hurts my heart, Rod. Hurts my heart. Maybe I should try to be a better listener. Yeah. I don't know. Can you be a better listener? Are you good listening? I have been told I am a good listener, yes. But I absolutely can continue to grow towards becoming a better listener. Why? Well, okay, so... What? Ever. <laughs> Smarty pants. <laughs> so, Sherry was telling me... Who? <laughs> Sorry. Man, this is going to be a long episode of this really... <laughs> Squirrel. So, can I tell my story? Yes. All right. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm afraid to continue because I won't. Oh, okay. I'll hold back. Oh, oh, good, please. So Sherry was telling me all this. She tells me frequently. I just want you to listen. Mm. I want to vent. Because when she starts talking, I automatically want to go into fix mode. How can I fix this? Yes, I get <laughs> angry with the people that are making her life unpleasant or challenging at the moment <laughs> and um, do you, does that ever work did you ever go through that where you know suzanne's going on and you you feel her anger her frustration and you want to fix it oh yeah oh yeah absolutely well sherry tells me i just want you i don't want you to fix it i don't want you to comment on everything i want you to just <laughs> shut up sit there and listen uh, to what i have to say right so yeah. that's uh, that's why I was teasing you at the beginning. I apologize, but boy, did you return it in spades. <laughs> so, Sorry. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, <laughs> okay, so as I'm trying to become a therapist, and the number one job of a therapist is to listen mm-hmm. and not try and fix every minutia of a problem, I thought, how can I become a better listener? Are there things that we can do to be a better listener? And is there any benefit? You know, what are the benefits? I won't say, are there any? Because the answer is absolutely yes, there are. Mm -hmm. So what are the benefits? And so as I'm pondering this, and when they say that uh, your phone doesn't listen, I would disagree. Because it was (laughs) more than maybe a day later that something pops up on um, on my Twitter (coughs) that talks about, it's a, there's a lady, her name is uh, Susan Krauss Whitmore. She's a PhD uh, from University of Massachusetts, Amherst. Mm-hmm. And it talks about 10 qualities of a great listener. No way. And so um, I thought, okay, so I, so I read it. Yeah. And I thought, well, we got to talk about it. We got to put, we got to do an episode. So I, I want to do this episode on going through because I think, you know, you and I have talked about this, about listening 
to uh, to understand, not listening to respond. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it kind of fit real well because they're saying that if you can become a good listener, then you can create a high sense of what they're calling interpersonal chemistry. Yeah, chemistry with other people. And because when we're talking to somebody, I tell my students all the time, when I'm talking, I want you to listen so that when you li- when you talk, I want to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. So be respectful to each <laughs> other and listen when someone else is talking. Yeah. And when so, again, there's so much that we can learn. Uh, they say you learn, you know, you can learn so much more by listening than by talking. Yeah. So we're going to try and overcome some of that. And so, again, if we can become a good listener, do you think that will have any impact on our friendships or relationships with other people, whether it's the people we love or the people we like, the people we work with? Do you think it would have any impact? I don't think it will. I know it will. Oh, good. I was worried you are going, I don't think. Sometimes I don't think, Rob. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think. But I know it does. And I know this because I've done a lot of studies on this. I've written about it. I've taught about it. And that was one thing that was like one of the focal points as an educator. Mm-hmm. Teaching kids how to be active listeners. There's communication is paramount. Mm-hmm. Not only as we speak but more so as a listener. Okay. Uh, Even from, you know, we talked about this, sorry, going back to the one episode of uh, being a great leader. Mm -hmm. Being a great leader, you have to be a great listener. Yeah. In general, being uh, being a great listener really enhances um, your, your relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's paramount. You know, that we and that's why it was important to me uh, to try and equip kids with skills uh, to become great listeners. Mm -hmm. There's so many issues in the world because people don't listen. Yes. And so that's why it was important to me. And I'm, I'm still passionate about it, about being a great listener. Um So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go go on because I could go on, too. But I want you to go on. Go on with your bad self. Ooh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, one of the things that they're talking about in this article is something that we, again, building on what you just said, but we go in class, because, again, I teach political science, Mm -hmm. and people do get get very excited when talking politics, to the point that sometimes people go, I don't want to talk politics because people always get mad. Yeah. Well, are they getting mad because they're not listening? Are they listening to respond versus listening to understand? And so they even mention in this article that maybe something that is lacking in our political discourse today is a lack of listening. And so I thought, well, yes. And so I reiterated again when school started that we need to listen Mm -hmm. to what people say. You don't have to like, and you don't have to agree, but you can listen. And then if you listen to understand, maybe you can have a conversation or a discussion, because if we can go back to discussing things, Mm -hmm. maybe we can 
do better at solving things. And so, anyway, so that's why I liked this particular article as we're talking again about these skills. And so they broke it down into verbal things and nonverbal things that we can do to improve our ability to listen. Yeah. All right. So are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. So the first one. So we're going to we're going to dive into the verbal first. Okay, mostly because it's listed first. And so the first thing they talk about is reflections, paraphrase. When somebody says something to you, then paraphrase it back. If I understand what I heard you say, it was this. In which case, then that person, well, yeah, that's okay. All right, great. Now I understand what you're asking or what you're talking about. So you're saying, okay, yay. You follow that up with it, because if you did not hear it right, then, or you misunderstood what they were trying to say, well, then that's going to affect how you respond. Right. So by rephrasing it or paraphrasing it back to them, you're saying, I listened to you, and I listened to you in such a way that I understood what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. Because you can then follow that up. And this is the second thing. Ask an open-ended question. Now, we as teachers, you know, we're pretty darn good at that. But for the average person, an open-ended question is one that doesn't require a yes or no answer. Right. Or a one-word response. Mm-hmm. So ask ask these questions. Because you're if you're asking questions then you're gaining information from that person without putting them on the defensive. Mm -hmm. So again, but you're also reestablishing that you're listening. Right. And you're, it's active listening. You're listening with, well, you know how they talk. I think there's a definition between hearing and listening. Mm -hmm. This case, you're not just hearing passively. You're actively involved. Right. So then, so you, you paraphrased what they said to begin with. You've asked an open-ended question, usually for some kind of clarification, like, well, what do you think we could do to solve this problem or to make it better? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then you talk about that. Then the third thing they say is validation. Reinforce what the person is saying by saying, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. And you bring up some very good points. Well, now you're, you're calming them. You're, you're letting them know that, hey, I hear you. I'm ask, I'm interested enough to make you think a little more, expand a little more on your thought process, and now I'm validating that what you say has value and merit. Mm-hmm. At no point have you said anything along the way that you disagree. You're not putting them on the defensive. Right. And so it's kind of like, you know, what they tell us when communicating with parents. Start with something positive. Mm-hmm. If you start, if you begin a, an email, a phone call, or face-to-face dialogue with, well, your child, let me tell you, and you've got a laundry list of defaults, yeah. well, suddenly that parent stopped listening about the third thing in, oh, yeah. and they're very upset that you're attacking their child because when you attack their child, you're attacking them. Mom's on defense with porch for, for uh Pitchfork? Pitchfork in hand. <laughs> Get yeah, ready to ready, light the torch. Ready to um, light it up. <laughs> so, and I think that is for all of us. If somebody, you know, well, nah, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Well, you're full of crap. Yeah. 
Well, you're 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 already creating a conflict. Right. You have, you are not listening. So again, reflect. If I hear you right, mm-hmm. well, let me ask you this. Okay, I get you. I understand. Well, then the fourth thing. Use simple words that encourage the other person to keep speaking. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. I got you. Oh, okay. These are little things that show that you're an active listener, mm-hmm. that you are paying attention, but you are letting them speak. Yeah. We're not interrupting. Anybody that knows me knows that I interrupt because I like what you're saying. And I'm going, yeah, you know, that reminds me. <laughs> And then suddenly I've stopped listening right. to understand and I am in that listening to respond mode. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done that to you more than once. I'm sorry. I know. You're all about yourself. Well, it is. It's all about me, except when it's not. <laughs> and then it is. <laughs> uh, so, but I, but I like that. And what's interesting um, is a, going through my training to become a counselor. These are exactly what they're saying Yeah, that you should do. And these are things that I try to do. And what's really great is that when I do do these things, the level of conversation skyrockets. Right. All right. So here's the last thing. Okay. All right. So again, we're talking about reflection. So paraphrasing, asking open-ended question, validate them by saying, you know, I get it. And then the simple, uh-huh, sure. No problem. Keep going. Keep going. I, I'm, I like what you're saying. Right. I want to hear more. The last thing is to use the speaker's name. Bryce, you know what? That was really good. I, I like what you said when you said this. Mm. And so that way, the person, again, you are reinforcing that connection that when you're speaking, I feel like you actually care. Right. Even if you don't. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So. I like it. You think you could do this with Suzanne? uh, Try and make her think you care? Listen, Rod. I am an I am an exceptional listener. See how the the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I'm a good listener. Now I, I'm an exceptional listener, Rod. Now I think it's it, those are I um, I agree with with that 100. percent Again, I've not only have tried to teach that as an as a former educator, um, but I also try and practice those things just because I know of its importance. So, like with Suzanne and I, it's not always easy, but it's easier to determine whether I need to sit down and shut up or stand up and say something versus in okay. our conversation, it's I, I'm able to determine whether she's just venting and doesn't need me to try and fix anything or it's I'm I'm really venting. I'm speaking to you because I need you to help me fix something. So I'm I've I've I'm not 100 percent. You know, mm-hmm. you know, eight, nine out of ten times during our conversations. Wow, you're better than I am. I Just eight. because I think it's 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 important, Rod. It's so important, and then you know, that's I say I I would say, you know, I don't know where it ranks, but I hear it all the time. You know, spouses they just didn't listen. They weren't mm-hmm. listening to me. 
or we had we had issues in our merit marriage and I tried to tell you these things but we're divorced now because you just you didn't listen you weren't listening to me we hear that all the time you True. just weren't listening to me so that's why I, I pride myself on that it's like be be being a good listener again that's why I was trying to teach these kids and it's pretty and I wouldn't say spot on but it's very similar to what you just said those things um, just because I believe in it's important, I believe how impactful it is in your relationships when you become an excellent listener. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because we are surrounded by weapons of mass distraction. One of them is usually in our pockets called the cell phone. Oh, very true. Even if it's in our hand, uh-huh. that person that's trying to talk to you sees mm-hmm. a phone in their hand, your hand automatically assume that that phone is somewhat more important than the conversation. Don't just sit there and say, well, I'm just holding it. It's still, it's in your hand. You have control of that phone in your hand to some, that's a signal that you, you're not fully invested in that conversation because of something in your hand. Exactly. Thank you. One of the new policies that we have here at school this year and I'm, I'm a big fan. In fact, I even told the kids that uh, the school district finally came around to my way of thinking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, that's not true. But I have always said no cell phones in class. We do not need it. There is literally nothing you need from your phone in class. Well, school policy now is from the moment the bell rings to the moment to start class to the moment bell rings to end the class, that phone is not Mm-hmm. in your hands. Okay. It is in your bag. It is out of sight. Um, I collected two phones today. Wow, what a jerk. I know. It was great. No. <laughs> but it is a, a, it's a distraction. Yeah, it is. So whether it's your schoolwork mm-hmm. or a conversation. I hate when I'm at the movies and people are on their phones. No. I, 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 I haven't got there yet, but I have been very tempted to get up and walk and say, put your dang phone away. I'm trying to watch the movie Yeah, because they're busy, whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. You want to play on your phone. You want to text. You want to whatever you're doing with your phone. Do it at home. Watch the movie at home. Right. Stream it. Yeah. But when you're at the movie theater, show a little respect. Mm -hmm. But... Anyway, I have issues with phones. Yeah. Anybody that's ever been in my classroom will tell you I have issues <laughs> with phones. Um, but it is. I agree with you. Yeah. Show interest. Yeah. Which ties right in with the other things. What's that? The nonverbal. Mm. But I mean, I, I, have, I have gotten myself into more trouble because... It's not what I say, it's what I do. It's mm-hmm. how I look. Body speaks volumes. Oh, yeah. Body um, language. I mean, one of my favorite things, uh, I love the movie Hitch. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. And yeah, I wish I had known, I wish that movie had come out long before it did. I might have had a, <laughs> you know, um, a whole different level of relationships with <laughs> ladies. Um, but. Anyway, but you found the right one. Yes, I okay. did. You had to kiss a lot of, well, what are girl frogs <laughs> to find my princess? But anyway, um, but I, I, in there, he says that 90% of communication has nothing to do with 
the words we speak. And I totally, completely agree. Because like I said, I've had people say to me, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't say I had a problem. Really? Because you're looking at me with evil eyes. You know, you got your <laughs> your your eyes, your, you know, your hands on your hips, your hips cocked. I mean, think about this. Your mother did not have to say a word, but could communicate a lot with just a stare, right? Yep. I, I have yet to meet a mother that doesn't have that skill. Right. Um, I mean, my mother is amazing. At the, even today. I mean, this is a lady in her 80s. And, you know, there's four of us grown kids yeah. and she can still communicate with the love. Right. Okay. So, and again, I, I haven't met a mother in this world <laughs> yet. Now, the dad's totally, maybe, maybe not. But yeah. moms, moms have that look. I don't know. Maybe it's something that goes, you know, once you transition from, you know, that first kid when you're going oh, through yeah. and then it just goes on from there. Right. All right. So again, the non- <laughs> the nonverbal look, yeah. All right, can speak volumes. Oh my gosh. All right. And a lot of times people are just unaware of their body language. Again, being aware of yourself and your 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 body language. Again, you that that's whether you realize it or not, it's speaking and someone's yes. picking up on it. Yeah. Um, and you know, as teachers, you can't it's I'm getting better. Yeah. After 20 years, I ought to be. But uh, you know, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better at focusing on the nonverbal mm-hmm. so that that way when I, you know, I can see, oh, well, that kid seems to be having something other than a or even if they are having a joyous day, you can see that, too. Right. And so reading, I guess maybe you call it reading the room, but yeah. reading body yeah. language. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Read the room, Rod. Well, there's a lot. Of, anyway, <laughs> oh, not this room. Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay. Wrong, t- wrong time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, are you ready for the five things they talk about? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Are you listening? What? Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So the first one is facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's what make great comedians because they can make you laugh by their facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, but again, you can convey so much, you know, whether it's interest or disinterest, empathy, curiosity, um, increased interest or absolute no interest. Mm-hmm. But you can with your facial expressions. And I, again, I, I have been guilty of that. Um, yeah, you know, well, I think we all are, Rod. And aren't there like seven or eight different facial expressions that, that, you know, being sad, happy, you know, depressed, whatever, right? Oh, that, I don't know. That send off those messages. Okay. Very yeah, possible. there's like seven or eight. I don't know. I don't have, like, well, yeah, I guess we can Google it. But oh. anyways... <laughs> Well, you talk about facial, that just yeah. came up to mind, like, because we've, I've discussed that in, in the past. Um, just, again, yeah, your face, it's it's speaking. There you go. So the other, another is head nodding. And mm-hmm. I do this a lot. Uh, I mean, you and I have talked about, about, you know, like, I feel like I'm a bobblehead over here going, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But again, you're, you're conveying community, you know, understanding. Right. Um, and I, I enjoy that as a teacher. 
yeah. watching the kids, facial expressions go from, oh, to nodding. And, you know, again, they're, they're engaged. Just they don't have to say anything. But again, I guess you're right. Read the room. Yeah. And so that's kind of nice. Now, the one thing that I have a problem with, and that's body posture. First of all, I slouch too much. Mm. But I don't think that's what they're talking about. I don't want you to judge me. Right now. I don't want you to think I'm disinterested oh. in your little podcast here. <laughs> Thanks. Well, the podcast is growing. Um, but again, body posture. And this is something, again, I go back to moms with not just the look, but cock those hips. Mm-hmm. I mean, put their hands on their hips, cock them a little bit, and then give you Mm-hmm. I mean that that that's a the look that makes you say oh fudge sickles <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> I mean again uh, whether it was my grandmother's uh, my mom or even friends growing up that you know their moms yeah you could I mean you didn't they didn't have to say a word you could walk up to the front door you could walk in the house and you knew if you were in for a good time or a bad time. Right. <laughs> and, uh, again, that body posture. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have communicated a lot of times displeasure. <sighs> uh, you know, yeah. again, uh, I'm trying to say we'll demonstrate on the radio. It's more like we're on the TV or anything right now, Rod. Oh, well. But that was yeah. a great example you just showed me. <laughs> so, again, body posture. But another one is gaze. And when you, and I think gaze also ties in with keeping eye contact. I mean, that's how I interpret gaze. Because when you're talking, I want to be showing you that I am interested by looking at you. If If you're talking and I'm listening and I'm looking around the room like you're doing right now, or looking on your phone or watching TV or doing a myriad of other things mm-hmm. you're you're communicating especially if you're doing other things besides looking at me you're saying i'm hearing you but the other stuff i've got is a lot more important at this moment than what you're saying right so i'm passively listening so what you're saying is eye contact pretty much okay just Which, for clarification oh yeah um, a great example uh, i have a friend of mine that used to be a judge and he said that they are so busy with so many court cases that when he was having cases being argued, because, you know, a lot of his were divorce cases and, you know, the lawyers were going back and forth and he would be listening about 50 percent of the time. Yeah. And why? Well, he was busy doing other stuff, researching stuff for other cases, writing opinions for other cases, you know, because there just aren't enough hours in a day to, you know. Because he said, I could not, I didn't have the time to focus. Well, when you're not actively listening, what are the chances that you're missing key pieces of information? And so, I mean, I understood his perspective and point of view, but he was not looking at what was going on 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, again, eye contact. Show me that what I'm talking about is important enough yeah. to you to listen. 
you know, the next time you're in a conversation or whoever's listening in a conversation, um, just do a, uh, uh, give yourself, practice a little, a little social experiment, if you will. Okay. When you're in a conversation, pay attention, like you be locked in on that person and just pay attention to where they're, you know, the person you're having the conversation, where their eyes are. Because I notice so often when I'm in a conversation with someone, their eyes are all over the place. Okay. Man, that might be, I don't know, but it might be from technologies, phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a problem with people having eye contact. Like if in a conversation, I, it happens. All, pay attention to it. Okay. I don't know if you do or not right now, but it's something that I it just I just have picked up on. In conversation today, earlier today, I probably had eye contact with the individual four times. How long was the conversation? Like thirty minutes. Oh Lord, have mercy. So it's it's I, I don't. I don't know what's behind it. I don't know if, if it's beca- because we're behind a computer or remote. I don't know. Have we lost our ability to communicate face-to-face? Are we losing the ability to communicate face-to-face, to look at the person in their eyes? Now, for us, maybe we could look at our spouses or our children <laughs> or whatever or yeah. differently. But even kids when I was in education or mm-hmm. with other staff members or what, it wasn't always – it was looking at the ground or what. But, again, sure. that signaled to me – you're elsewhere. You're not really in the conversation. Yes. You're elsewhere. Now, yes. maybe some people, there might be some wiring or whatever. Uh-huh. But for the most part, I think the average person just isn't there fully. They're not present. Live in the moment? Yeah. Well, be where your feet are. Yes. That's It's hard for people to do. I, I don't know. I could go on and on about this. And I'm not I'm not judging anyone. I'm just pointing it out. No. It's an like, are we literally losing the ability to look at each other in the eyes and have a conversation? It or is. are we that so overwhelmed and inundated with all this other crap that's going on in the world that we just ha- can't have a face-to-face conversation anymore? I thank you. That is something, you know, they've been saying this, they were saying a little bit before COVID, mm. but especially since COVID, well, I mean, think about it. You work from home. Suzanne works from home. Sherry works from home. Yeah. I mean, she, well, she's having to go in a little more often now because I got some new employees, but I mean, she would, a tank of gas lasts her like three, four months. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. I mean, she, her car left indents. Well, because it was so dang hot, you know, you know, 100 days of 100 degree temperatures. Melted the concrete? No, but if the tire melted a little bit on the concrete because the car hadn't moved that Oh, long. no way. Yes way. <laughs> so she doesn't, you know, so she does a lot of work from home. And, but yeah, I mean, I take a look at our students last year that came back when we went 100% in person. And the year before when we were, you know, 50% in person, 50% online. The kids at home online really didn't learn hardly anything. The kids that in class did because, again, that physical interaction. But I I agree, and I think it's making it harder mm-hmm. because we are not engaging in these, not just the verbal, but the nonverbal part of our communication. Right. So there's one more on the nonverbal. Let's have it. All right. The first one was facial expressions. Got it. The second one was head nodding, bobbleheading. Yep. Third, body posture, hands on hips, gaze, 
Uh, you don't have to lovingly, look lovingly. I guess maybe that's why I don't look at you so often. Oh, it's well. So hard to look at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last one they suggest is silence. Anyway, but it ties into what we talked <laughs> ties into what we talked about in listening to understand. Yes. Because it says stay quiet and don't interrupt the other person or seem too eager to break in. When you are listening to understand, now you are invested. And we again we've talked about this on many occasions. So yeah. I'm glad that it was added to this list of five. Yeah. So I think that if we can better utilize the five verbal of reflection, open-ended questioning, validation, utterances, and, oh yeah, by the way, mention the speaker's name. Yeah. And then follow that up with the five nonverbal of facial expressions, head nodding, body posture, gaze, and silence. What could that do to not just conversations that we have with individuals, but could we push and encourage by our actions to other people and maybe through a lot of, again, networking, so to speak, by right. demonstrating how to be more effective at listening, we can go back to communicating with each other instead of depending on social media to yell, scream, insult, oh, yeah. and all the other stuff that seems to be so prevalent. Yeah, I agree. Cool. What? I convinced you. You did. Yay. My mission is accomplished. Uh, no, that's <laughs> it is. And, yeah, we, we talk and we bring it up so often because it's so important. It's so important. That communication piece is so vital to to relationship success, to, uh -huh. to business success, team success, yeah. whatever success, it's vital to that. And, and, and the listening piece is so critical uh, to reach that thriving state we're trying to mm -hmm. help families relationships get to and listening is so critical it's such a critical piece to that you know kind of going back to what i used to do in kids it brought up some of the things when we started talking about this how i reinforced it you just talked about it. we model the behaviors that you would like to see in others mm -hmm. so i wanted to model effective listening in mm -hmm. those kids. And we did fun games and they thought it was fun. But in the end, it was about becoming a better listener with a question game. They all got in a big circle mm -hmm. to the left. They asked a question. Okay. They had to remember their question. When it came back around, they had to give an answer to the person to their right. So to the left, they're giving a question to the person to the right. They're giving a response. So they've got to remember both of those. So recall, okay. recall, uh -huh. right? And then I get them all up and I move them in, rearrange the entire circle. Okay. They've got to ask the same question. Then I've got to give the same answer. It's like that one ad lib thing, right? Okay. Yeah. But it, it encourages listening. So you got to remember, but you mm -hmm. got to listen. And so it's, you're speaking out loud. Everyone could hear it. It was fun. Um, the other thing we did, um, you know, you and Sherry could go home to do this tonight. It was called the, um, the last word or one word, or I forget exactly what it is, but if I'm talking to you right now and say, Hey, football is about to start. I love football. You start 
with the last word. What was the last word I just said? Start. No. Football is about football. To... So you, you weren't said, listening. You no, weren't you listening. said football is no. about to start. Football is about to start. I love football. So you would pick up on the last word that I said. What was the last word that I said? Football. Football. So you would make a sentence on football. So go ahead. Try it. Football, especially high school football, is so much fun. Fun? I love fun. Would you like to have fun tonight with me, Rod, at the bar? Sometimes. No. Nope. Have... You have to start with the oh. bar. Bar was one of my <laughs> favorite APs at the school we taught at. That's hard. <laughs> now, anyways, if you get what I'm, I'm it, it encourages listening. You listen to all the way through because okay. it goes back to that. Listen to understand. We want to cut the conversation off so much because we're offended or we don't agree with that person instead okay. of listening all the way through. That's how you become a good listener. And in and, and obviously incorporating the things that you discussed earlier are all just um, just such great wisdom for you, you know, and practical things to apply to become a great listener. That's all I got. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> wow. Wow. I apologize. Um, thank you for sharing. I like that game. You know what? That could be something fun that we could do in class. Dude, absolutely. You need to do those. Those are fun. They're good. And they're, they're good team building. They're good icebreakers. They're yeah. getting to know each other. And while you're, Reinforcing, Listen. you know, reinforcing the, the whole list no, of love skills. It. So, I love it. I love it. Anyways. Because you're right. It is life is so much better with positive relationships. Mm-hmm. And again, relationships at home, relationships at school, at work, in life in general. Yep. Um, and if we can improve our relationships with everyone that we engage with, then that might make life, I don't know, maybe more enjoyable, more meaningful. I agree. I agree. Love it. That's a good one, Rod. Thanks for the reminder today. No worries. That's what I'm here for. So Why uh, are you here? Because I had nowhere else to go. All right. Well, it's time for you to go. Okay. Well, in that case, my name is Rod. I'm Bryce. Ciao.